Welcome to the Stewardship Podcast, where we discuss how to wisely manage your resources, your influence, and on today's episode, your gifts. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. We're talking about gifts today, Grant. Yeah. And you and I may or may not be uh, good at that. Nope. So we decided to invite an expert. Yeah. Uh, We invited Samantha onto the podcast. Hi, Sam. Hey, guys. So Sam is awesome at giving gifts, so much so that we created a position for her here at Stewardship. Her official title is the Executive of Belonging. And Mm. uh, part of what she does is, yeah, giving gifts. Uh, But she also does some other things that I think are super important. Um, But the primary thing is making sure that the people here on our team feel like they belong and the people in our community feel like they belong too. If you were to describe, hey, this is what my job is kind of on a week-to-week basis or day-in, day-out basis, what does that look like to to you? Yeah, so... My primary focus is just making sure that people are loved and served Hmm. on our team, in our community. Um, So that can look like sending gifts or communicating with them, talking to them, find out what's going on in their lives, what's important to them. How can we serve them beyond just the services that we offer? Hmm. And it's a way to invite them into something that's bigger than them. Because when we belong, that's what that means. Yeah, We're all being part of something bigger than us. And that's what stewardship is. And the services we offer provide a generational um, impact. Yeah. You know, I um, didn't necessarily plan on bringing this up in the podcast. We, we always kind of do an outline or bullet point list of things. But uh, this morning, we found out in one of our, our conversations with a client that um, their husband had passed and that that family has six kids. And we in our chat message, were like, man, what do we do? And it's so nice to know that we have Sam on our team that is there to help with that and that you are dedicated to serve and love our customers when they're going through these times in their life. And it is an absolute blessing to have you on the team. And we're so grateful that you focus on what you do focus on as part of your job. And we're grateful for you. And now we're super happy that you're on the podcast in this Christmas episode to talk yeah. about giving gifts. Now, Dan, you have some questions that you have prepared for Sam yeah. so people can get to know Sam a little bit and set up a little bit for the topic of giving gifts because this isn't a big deal. This is important. Yeah. Yeah. We all want the people in our lives that we love to feel loved. Yeah. So we wanted to provide some resources in this gift giving season to help those people feel the most loved possible. Yeah. Um, so Sam, uh, You've given me a number of gifts as as I am an employee here at Stewardship, and I appreciate every single one. I recently went indoor skydiving because you coordinated that for me and my friends, um, and that was super fun. So thanks for that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I wanted to know if you have a story uh, of a gift that you gave that was maybe funny or heartwarming. I think the funny one, though, I think we should start with the funny one. The funny one? Yeah. The one where I totally flopped. (laughs) That one? Yeah. Um, So my husband and I had been married, I don't know, maybe two years, and it was his birthday. And so I'm really not super excited about those, like, obligatory gifts, birthdays, Christmas. I feel the most pressure on those ones. Hmm. So we're newly married, and we walked through a store, and he saw this weird hot dog warmer, bun warmer machine. I don't remember all about it. So in all of my wisdom, I thought, this is a great birthday gift. He opened it. 
He was not thrilled. He still <laughs> smiled. And it sat in our cabinet for years. Like, he wouldn't throw it away because he didn't hurt my feelings. Sure. So I finally donated it. But I think that was, like, the biggest flop. He was like, thanks for the hot dog warmer, hun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's yeah. like the time I got the vacuum for my wife. That's not. Yeah, either. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That gift sucks. Yep. I really. Hey. Hey. Good joke. So good. <laughs> so you haven't always liked gift giving. You, you mentioned the obligatory gifts are not your favorite. They're not my favorite. I've always liked giving gifts. I mm. love giving gifts to people um, because I love loving people. Yeah. And so that's what that is. But it's the ones I feel the most pressure are like the ones people expect. Right. Birthdays, Christmas, things like that. But I've gotten better. I've gotten so, better. At but it. What, what's kind of the best way to come up with a gift that's unique or uh, special, I guess? Just to listen. Um, the skydiving. I, I mean, it might have been like a year ago. You mentioned you always wanted to do indoor skydiving. So I have um, a document. And when I hear like just random things to the office, I'll put it under each person's like file in that document. Um, so mm-hmm. when it's time or when I feel like, hey, I want to I want to bless you with something or stewardship to bless you with something, I look and I sing that. So I think listening is like the number one thing to do and then keep note of it. Mm, yeah, that's a good tip. That's that's like next level organization. I definitely I have sticky notes. And, like, I have a note in my phone for my wife, but I could use some organizational help for sure. The reason why I think this is so good is because, you know, I, I take – I have notes that I keep for podcasts or books that I'm listening to or conferences that I go to when I'm just, like, consuming information all the time, trying to grow, get better in, in different things. So when I have to present or teach or grow our team or disciple others or help, I have all of these notes and things that I've taken, which is great. I don't have any notes anywhere for gifts for people. Like, I am just like, why don't I do that? It's a, it's a, it's a practice I already do, but I need to do it for, for giving gifts. And um, that is a huge reason why this position was created for Sam and why we have Sam on the team because I'm terrible at giving gifts, but I want to be good at it. I really do, but I'm not, I'm not very good at it. And it's awesome having somebody on the team who, who thinks through this stuff differently. Yeah, as an employee here uh, – to have an executive of belonging on the team with me has been super helpful for me and I think other people as well. It's just it uh, Grant I see in you that you you saw an area that you know is important that mm-hmm. your employees feel mm-hmm. belonging and you saw that it wasn't necessarily something you could continue to manage while you had all these other things to manage. Well I just recognized too I looked in the mirror I'm not good at it. Yeah. I was failing. Like I, people didn't feel like they belonged at times. I'm like, gosh, that's not my heart. That's not what I want. You yeah. Know? And the same is true too. If you, when you give somebody a gift, you want them to feel loved. And if you don't do it well, or you forget about it, or you don't lean into it, and because you get p- paralyzed by, by it or overwhelmed, same thing. They they may not feel loved, especially if they love receiving gifts. And I think that's mm-hmm. my problem. I don't like receiving gifts. Mm. So because of that, I'm not very good at thinking about how others feel when they receive gifts. So mm. it's like there's a little bit of like self-awareness there, you know, huh, I'm not good at this. I got to I got to figure something out. I, I stink at it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that here at Stewardship has changed a lot over the years is the people on the team have moved into positions where we're more gifted. So Sam has always been good at her job, For but sure. getting you into a role, Sam, that you get to just love people and that's your job has been so much better, I think, than than doing the mortgage paperwork absolutely that i also used to do before i was doing the media stuff so i love that we we all get to kind of move into those roles 
where we're strongest, which is super cool. But that's not the topic of the podcast. <laughs> uh, Grant, you brought up a thing, though, that I wanted to touch on. Um, you don't like receiving gifts. Yes. Uh, I feel I feel that way, too, sometimes. And so I wanted to share a story of a time I received a gift. And I think Sam was involved in making it happen, although I don't know that it was her idea because um, the gift is still a little mysterious. But um, recently, over the course of the summer, um, my wife Heather and I were having, like, all kinds of issues with our cars and just bad luck after bad luck. And um, the stewardship family... Not as a company, but as a family. And I think we have that feeling because we have an executive of belonging. We have an atmosphere of belonging, um, which is super cool. But the family joined together and uh, pooled together a gift of, of cash and gave it to me and Heather out of the blue. We weren't expecting it. We, we, like, we had no idea. And uh, the sum was large enough that we were, like, taken aback. It wasn't like... $50. You know, it wasn't a gift card to fries or whatever. <laughs> it was significant and it it blew us away and we actually spent like a week just sitting on it not not knowing how to even react. Um and it was because we don't really like receiving gifts because it's like it it can feel awkward, but through that process we learned to accept gifts hmm. because we have to as God's children, we have to learn to accept something we don't deserve. And it's it it made me reflect on my salvation and it made me reflect on my humility versus my arrogance because I think, I don't know, receiving a gift requires humility, which mm-hmm. is super interesting. And, and so does giving a gift, um, which I, I hadn't thought about before because I always thought it was just like, I don't know, get the, gro- get the list, the gift list, and go buy the thing. No big deal. But as we're going to get into with the, the tips, it requires humility to listen and to put someone else's needs before you. But then also to receive a gift requires humility to say, I don't deserve this, but I'm grateful. And just to come with gratitude um, to those things. Sam, I think that what Dan is saying that I'm picking up, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but gifting is emotional. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And whether you're giving the gift or you're receiving the gift, oftentimes there is emotions there. And you may not even recognize that those emotions are there. Uh, is that something that you have to focus on, pay attention to? Because you responded with absolutely. It, it sounds to me like, yes, you know that fact. Yeah, definitely. I'm definitely aware of that. And I know that I have a huge emotional response when I give gifts to people. And mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes it's joy and pride. Um, and then sometimes there's a little fear in that because I don't know how they're going to receive it. Um and when I think about as a family, when we all gave Daniel that gift, I think we all had a little bit of fears. How is he going to receive this gift? We love him. Is that going to come through? Mm. Um, but I know that in receiving gifts, there's emotion. Um, and so I'm just trying to be aware of that when I'm choosing a gift for people and um, for our clients when we're giving them gifts, especially if it's around loss. Mm. I know mm-hmm. that they're dealing with so many emotions. And so I try to speak to that as well. Yeah. Uh, we're going to get into some steps of exactly how to give gifts. Um, but before we do that, as we're, as we're talking about emotions and we were preparing for this podcast, you shared a story that has to do with the best gift you received. And when you told that story as before we hit record, I was like, wow, that's, that's pretty 
cool. And that, that's pretty heavy. Would you share that story of the best gift you received? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so about 16 years ago, my husband and I had a stillbirth, um, a daughter, and some friends of ours got a gift that to them was just small and kind of not meaningless, but it wasn't something big. They felt like they could do more. And it was an engraved wood box. And for my husband and I, that is the the best gift that we've ever received. Wow. Um, but it was personal. And that's what made it. I think if it was just a box, we wouldn't have thought the same. But mm-hmm. it had our daughter's name on it. And it had the date that she went to be with the Lord. Wow. And so we put her Christmas ornament in there. And so every year as a family, we open that box up. And so every single year, we just are reminded of the love that our friends had for us. Mm-hmm. And that actually shaped the way that I gift now because I realize how important that personal aspect is. Wow, that's awesome. Well, I'm excited to dive in to learn even more practical steps of how to be a better steward of giving gifts. And as we even talked about, maybe receiving gifts too. Uh, but... At Stewardship, we do home loans, insurance, and investments with wisdom and love. So, Dan, would you please share with us the one-minute money tip? A will is not what you think it is. It is not something that is set aside for old people only. Is it helpful for people when they age? Yes, for sure. But it's helpful for a lot more people than you think. And it's likely super helpful for you. If anybody, if you have loved ones, family, really close friends, kids, you just got married. It doesn't matter the age, it just matters the relationships in your life. If you have people that are in your life, you need a will or at least to consider it because this makes things easier on your loved ones when you pass. And you don't know when you're gonna pass. So a will is a specific set of instructions to help make life easier on those people when you pass and Because we don't know when we're going to pass, a will is not just set aside for when we get old. It's set aside for people that have great relationships that they want to make life easier on those relationships when they do pass. So, Sam, we wanted to get into some practical uh, advice and tips on giving a gift. Uh, And you have all the experience with that. Um, So uh, what's kind of the main thing you focus on when... Uh, coming up with a gift idea? So I try to focus on the why and not the what. Because if we focus on the what, we're solely looking at the gift. Mm -hmm. And that can quickly either make us focus on ourselves and it takes our focus off of the person we're trying to gift. Yeah. Or we get that gifting paralysis that uh, Grant mentioned earlier where we just either don't get a gift at all or Mm. we just get the hot dog maker thing, yeah. right? <laughs> so, I'm getting something because I have to. Yeah, I'm exactly. to do this. Exactly. And so um, I look at the why. Why am I gifting someone? And so at Stewardship, when I am sending gifts to our clients, I look at three categories. Are we um, giving gift for gratitude? Are we thanking them for something? Hmm. Um, are we doing a gift at celebration? Did they just have a baby? Did their kid just lose a tooth? Like we're celebrating with you guys. Or is it for support? Maybe they have a loss or they're struggling um, with an illness or something like that. So those three things are gratitude, mm-hmm. celebration, and support. Support. Gratitude, celebration, support. Those are the some of the whys that we can focus on. Mm-hmm. This is great. Yeah, and before we recorded, you mentioned if you focus on the the what, it can become about you rather than the receiver of the gift. I know I've experienced that when I'm trying to come up with a gift for my wife. I, I'm always thinking like. How is she going to respond? Is she going to like the gift? Because in my head, I imagine if she likes the gift, she likes me. Uh, Mm -hmm. Uh, Whereas if I focus on the why, she'll understand 
that I I love her, and that's what matters is that I'm trying to express my love for her rather than to I'm when I give a gift I'm not trying to find out if someone loves me. Right. And that's you're not, not looking for that reaction because if we look yeah. for the reaction, you can give me a gift and I could love it, but I'm not like this overly reaction person that's not even a word but yeah. like i i don't you're not gonna bounce for joy right all over i'm the place. gonna just kind of smile and say thank you and if you were looking for like laughter and screaming you're gonna think i hate it right and then it makes it about you not me anyway right yeah yeah and then i'm gonna think i failed and i'll just be thinking about myself instead of doing the thing for a good reason to, to celebrate or to support mm-hmm. all that yeah that's a really good tip when we're loving other people uh some of the best ways of doing that requires a little bit of sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And I think when giving gifts, it's a good idea when focusing on the why, not the what, to sacrifice your own emotions mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I guess being lifted up of your of yourself. Because when you give somebody yeah. a gift and they react great, you're like, awesome, and it makes you feel good, right? Mm-hmm. But the purpose of giving a gift isn't necessarily so that you feel good. Can you feel good while you give gifts? For sure. Right. But if you're focusing on, no, I want to just love them. Mm-hmm. And it's all about loving them. And I'm not going to focus on their reaction. Man, that helps a lot. Mm-hmm. Do you guys remember the first time when you were a kid and you remembered that, oh, when someone gives me a gift, the way I respond does impact that? I remember at Christmas not getting toys and getting like clothes or something from my grandma or my aunt or something. I don't know mm-hmm. who it was. And I'm like, oh, I have to be careful. I have to say thank you. And I have mm-hmm. to smile, uh-huh. even though I don't care about these clothes at all. And I would rather have had the, you know, Tech Mobile Tiger toy video <laughs> game or whatever it was. I, I remember that. And remembering, oh, I, I have to be good at, at just saying thanks. So even from the receiver's standpoint, yeah, we have to also sacrifice there too. Let's say you are like Sam and you don't bounce up and down for joy. I think it's wise for us also to know that when we do receive a gift, as you did with your gift from the, the stewardship people and the family here, uh, with that money that you and, and Heather got, at some point you you came back onto our team's channel in our chat, and you wrote a really heartfelt communication. And I think mm-hmm. that really was good. It was really good for everybody. Maybe not exactly what you felt comfortable doing, right? But, <laughs> yeah. you, but you did it. There was a little bit of sacrifice there. So as a result, yeah. you made the givers of the gift feel loved after you received the gift. So I think there's value there too. Okay, so Sam, we're focusing on why, not what. That's a huge step one. I love that. It's not about us as the gift giver, but more the, the receiver. Let's focus on them and what we're doing. And the three things are gratitude, celebration, and support. Support. Okay, so now we have step two, and this is what made your gift, uh, the emotional gift that you shared, so great. Make it personal. This is step two. How do we do that? Yeah, so we start by listening. Okay. I mean, and and that's hard if you don't really know the person that you're giving the gift to. Like our clients, it's kind of hard, Um, but we listen. So the people in our lives that we have, if we just in every day make an effort just to listen to what they're sharing. It makes it easier to make a gift personal mm-hmm. with people that we may not know. So with our clients, I do a little bit of research. I ask around. Kind stalk of, them on social I stalk, media. Yeah, I was yeah. trying not to say that, but I do. I stalk y'all. Um, <laughs> just to get an idea, like, do they have a family? Mm-hmm. How many people are in their family? Yeah. Do they post about going out? What can we do that's something personal to them? Mm-hmm. 
And so that's kind of how I start by making it personal. And I really liked the tip that you shared earlier about having a place to put this information as you're listening, because that's the thing I'm currently not doing right now. I do it in other areas of my life, but I'm not doing it for gifting. And I will straight forget. Someone could tell me like a really great idea of like, oh, man, I can think them in my head at the moment. This is going to be a great gift for them. I can't wait to buy it for them. And I will I will just forget. I have to have a note place to to take these. So wherever you currently take notes, maybe add a tab or a location or something for giving gifts because that's basically what you've done, right? Mm-hmm. And then making it personal doesn't have to be an engraving, right? Yeah. Like people that know me know that coffee is life. Mm-hmm. So if I come in and I see a coffee on my desk, that made my entire day and I love that. Mm. So if you just know something that gives them joy. Yes. Yeah. Can it have their name on it to make it personal? Yes. Can it be something that is near and dear to their heart? Yes. You know, those are all things that are totally personal. Usually coffee does have your name on it. From Right. Right. Yeah. If, they, if they know how to spell it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Sam with two M's. Sam with two M's. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I love these steps that we're getting so far. So focus on why, not what. And basically focus on, the, on that other person, not yourself. Be a little selfless there. Make it personal. Listen. Uh, as they're talking, have a place where you're taking notes. You also actively ask questions to mm-hmm. us sometimes in questionnaires. And then intentionally going out and looking at their public profiles or social media and things that they're interested in and taking notes from that. That's that's really good. And the third thing that we can talk about as it pertains to giving gifts, well, we are a finance company. Let's talk about the finance side of it. Sam, what would you say about people who don't have money to give gifts? Yeah, you don't have to have money to give gifts. Gifts mm. aren't always something that you can go to a store and buy. Acts of service, I think, are just important, sometimes even better. Yeah, I grew up with um, parents who modeled giving daily, and we didn't have a lot. But I watched them give what they could, give their time, cook dinner for families who were struggling and suffering. And, you know, we might not have had a ton, but they had extra money and they bought groceries for somebody. Just being there for people is also a way to give gifts. That's great. Even your your talents and resources. As you said, parents, I went back to, to my mom and she is extremely skilled, like crafting. She sewed all of our clothes growing up as kids, literally. Uh, and she would just make things, blankets and stuff for the church and whatnot all the time. And it was a wonderful gift that she was giving mm-hmm. to people. I even think back to uh, not this past weekend, but the weekend before, there was a, 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 there's a younger girl that my wife mentors and loves. And she was uh, staying with us. And out of nowhere, she's just like, hey, you guys go on a date. I'm going to take the kids. She doesn't have a ton of, of money, right? And that's okay because that act of service, her listening to us and wanting to give us some time a- away was wonderful. It was, it was wonderful. Uh, we went to North Italia in Gilbert, mm. and it was really good, by the way. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it's okay if you don't have money. But what about the person who spends too much money on their gift, Dan? What do you think about those folks? Um, that's me, usually. <laughs> yep. uh, this Christmas season, in fact, Heather's been thinking about what are we going to get for all the nieces and nephews, and what what am I going to get for you know my sister here and and my my sister in law, and I'm just like, what am I going to tell Heather I want, and what am I going to get for Heather? And can I increase the budget for that? Yes. <laughs> like I'm just trying to just think about the one uh, and, and try to spend more on my wife. And that's probably a reflection of me trying to make sure she loves me. <laughs> <laughs> now that we're having this conversation, like I'm, I'm, the gears are turning. Um, so, yeah, I, spending too much can be really rough sometimes because yep. 
And I think it, it does go back to the why behind the mm-hmm. gift. Like a lot of times I might feel pressure to spend more because I want the reaction to be big because I want I want to receive glory as the giver yep. by giving a big gift. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I have received a big gift, it's not always how it goes. It's like sometimes it can be awkward if the gift is too too big, mm-hmm. you know? And then what would happen, Sam, if we at Stewardship were giving gifts outside of the plan, outside of our budget? Well, we would be able to love our community the way we do, love yeah. our, our team the way that we do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, your ability to stay inside of a plan with giving empowers you to continue giving after that. Mm-hmm. Like we may think, oh, well, I am. Uh, I could be more loving if I just gave a bigger gift. No. That's not true. It's not the amount of money that that's there. And, and staying in the plan, again, empowers for future gift giving, but then also prevents any awkwardness <laughs> if the gift is too big, right? Uh, having a budget, having a plan for the amount of money that you're going to spend on gifts is huge. When we taught Financial Peace University at Sun Valley for years and years, that was one of the big things that I communicated to people when they were putting together their plan or their budget for the first time. Always have a line item for Christmas. I know mm. Christmas is, you know, doesn't just come around every month where you're buying gifts. It's once a year. But sure enough, it comes every year. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have a plan to put money aside, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, and then when Christmas comes, oh, we've put this money aside of these last 11 months. Let's do this thing. It's great. And there's a lot more freedom and, man, a lot more fun when you're buying mm-hmm. gifts inside of a plan because you have this confidence. That said, I'm a little bit like you, Dan. Like if my – wife i'm giving a gift to her like i look for ways to get out of the budget which is not wise, <laughs> not wise at all. but sam you're, you're doing that with me you have conversations where you say hey i understand that you want to do this gift grant for the team where's that money coming right. from <laughs> <laughs> we have those conversations yeah i mean like, i own the company she's telling me to, to stay within the budget of what we're doing so i love that i love that discipline and yeah. i think it's great okay sam we've got three steps here of how to be Good at giving gifts. Step one was? Focus on the why and not the what. Yes. And those three areas of of why that we can focus on are? Celebrate, gratitude, and support. Okay. Love that. Step two? Make it personal. Yes. Make it personal. And step three, as it pertains to finances, we just got to stick within the plan, right? That is important. And if you don't have money, that's okay. Some of the best gifts we've ever received have been ones that are, you know, not financial acts right. of service. Yeah, They're really good. And I feel like if you stick to the first two tips, the sticking within the plan is easier. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I know now that if I need to get Grant a gift, it's a gift card to North. So I'm going to write that down. Right there, you got one thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. By listening, look at that. <laughs> yes, learning already. And for all those people who are living in the East Valley, pro tip: if you go there with your spouse for a date. It's going to be full, and it's gonna, you're going to have to wait a long time. So you can just go to the bar. Open seating there. Open seating. And you're good to go. That's what my wife and I did. No, wait. That's wonderful. There's my gift to you this Christmas season. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast and helping us understand how we can better love people through giving gifts, how we can be a better steward of giving gifts, and even some of the conversation was about receiving gifts. Thanks for your insight as well, Daniel. You guys, Merry Christmas. We will talk to you again in a couple weeks.